Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is The Morning Five for Thursday, December 1st, 2022. And as always, it's brought to you by the Perian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Perian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Bryce, today is National Peppermint Bark Day. Uh, Okay. Are you okay with peppermint bark? No, I'm not a big fan of peppermint bark. I like peppermint, but peppermint bark, isn't that like chocolate, right? Isn't it like a chocolate bar thing? Uh, not, well, kind of, but not sort really. Of. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Did you see the video of Jerry Stackhouse yesterday having to be removed by security from uh, the game he was coaching? No, I did not. It just popped up on the ESPN. <laughs> goes crazy wow that's nuts uh, uh no not a, not a big peppermint bark fan though man I, I like peppermints like um you know just like a little peppermint wheel candy thing uh candy canes are okay don't mind candy canes but yeah i've had peppermint bark a couple times not yeah. a huge fan plus the one thing that always it confuses me man like i've never seen a peppermint tree so i don't know where they're getting this stuff from and it's very fishy <laughs> it's also eat a red apple day Man, I'll tell you who loves red apples more than anybody I've ever met, and that is my daughter. Really? She could easily go through probably 10 to 15 apples a day. Okay. Yeah, absolutely dominates apples. I'm not a big apple fan, uh, but she absolutely loves them. We go up to the the Georgia Apple Festival up in LJ every year, and dude, we'll come home with like literally 50 or 60 apples, and they'll be gone in a couple weeks. It's it's absurd. It's absurd, yeah. All right. Uh, It is also 24 days till Christmas. Woo! Countdown. Countdown. We're Jeff Gordon days away from Christmas. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, So the Hawks beat the Magic yesterday, 125 to 108. Uh, JC and Hunter both went out early. They combined for 24 minutes total. That's not great. Uh, Yeah. But the other three starters combined for 70 seven points yeah i'll take that yes please yeah yeah I'll all day that. long that's fantastic yeah that's great trey had 30 points 14 assists yes please yep where where the hell was this i don't know man this is just what the doctor ordered after having three games where we had double digit leads and lost all three of them this seems like just what the doctor ordered uh for uh for the hawks i mean they took care of a uh you know, I don't want to say bad, but underachieving Magic team. And, and they did exactly what they're supposed to do with a team like that. Right. Uh, DeJounte Murray, 27 points, 6 assists, 3 rebounds. CC, 20 points, 12 rebounds. Yes, please, all day long. You can't ask for more than that from, from your, you know, starting three that weren't injured, that didn't go out. I, I mean, that's, if we can have that weekend or uh, game in and game out, we're, we're going to be very, very good. And we're going to be 
what I thought we could be this year is Eastern Conference contenders. Seven bench players got minutes last night. Seven, which is not normal. Uh, no. The double O and AJ led the way offensively. Double O had 12 points, eight rebounds. He, he almost had a double double off the bench, which is awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. And we talked about the bench production. We've kind of harped on that all year long about it being down. And um, last night it, it, it did pretty well. I think it, uh, it, averaged out a positive plus minus which is great to see I, I don't know if i've seen that at all this year even in games we've won um but yeah okongu had 12 points and eight rebounds in 17 minutes that's that's very efficient basketball aj griffin had 15 points and it was three from six from beyond the arc which was really pretty decent uh and jc and hunter are day-to-day currently so. Yeah, it's uh, JC has an ankle, and Hunter, I believe, is a thigh, I think is what I saw. Something like that. Um, so, yeah, include those two on the on the injury report with Bogey. So, and, and the latest we heard from Bogey is he is, quote-unquote, close to coming back. Yeah. That's okay. the most open-ended answer I think I've ever heard. <laughs> close to coming back. The whole JC and Hunter thing them a thigh injury man that is the weakest little never mind let me hold on let me let me let me make sure i am i am saying that right i know i know it's an ankle for jc um and i believe it is a thigh for uh let's see john collins and deandre hunter have left tonight's game yada 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 both are getting mris according to nate today uh, and folks, if you want the best uh, sprained ankle for Collins, sprained right, an- sprained left ankle, and right thigh soreness for Hunter, I've never heard of that. Right thigh soreness. You ever heard of anybody going out for a thigh? I can't how many times hockey players have had their legs broken and they'll finish their shift and then go off to the bench? Well, I mean, you can play hockey on one good leg. You skate around on one good leg. Apparently, but you can't play basketball with with thigh soreness. Listen, oh hey, the thigh hurt a little bit, all right? Oh I had to get it massaged out a little bit. It was a little ouchy, a little tight. I had to get that thing massaged out, man. <laughs> Move on to audio fun before I get pissed. I mean, I'm going to get pissed. I mean, you know, basketball is an athletic sport. You have to move around. You have to run. Right. You have to jump. You have to do all this. And hockey, you just sort of skate around. You know, you oh, have a little stick no. and you whack a puck around. It's easy. Bryce, I'm pushing the microphone away. I don't know why I'm goading you into an argument. I know. I'm well aware. <laughs> you ready for some audio fun? I need some audio fun this morning, man. All right, let's do it. 80-year-old Jerry Jones was on 105.3 The Fan. I believe it's a sports talk radio station out of Texas. Got into a bit of a coughing uh, battle with himself, something I suffered from the past couple of uh, weeks, if you listen to on the podcast. But Jerry Jones had a much different suggestion on how to handle it than uh, I think I did. Um, we've got help on the way here. Well, Washington's got a good chance to be joining us here <laughs> real soon. Excuse me. You all right? Yep. <laughs> Get me some oxygen. Better still have about a big shot of Jack. <laughs> <laughs> this was at 7 a.m., folks. 80-year-old Jerry Jones at 7 a.m. to take care of a coughing fit. You know, maybe some oxygen. Actually, better yet, keep the oxygen tank. 
Give me a shot of Jack. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I thought that was fantastic. I thought that was that, just Jerry being Jerry. You know what I mean, dude. And uh, if that's the case, then Bryce is going to be drunk doing the morning five from now on. It's it like, will be more entertaining, folks. <laughs> I can guarantee you that it'll be way more entertaining. Although I would have to wake up earlier than well four a.m. I could probably get it in there. Uh, so yeah, that's that's a uh, that's Jerry being Jerry on a coughing fit. If you start coughing, don't worry about getting a sip of water, some oxygen, anything like that. Just take a shot of Jack. Doesn't matter what time of the day it is. Uh, on the on the broadcast the other night, we've all heard the term in the hunt, right, Billy? Right. Well, the commentators throw around maybe some different suggestions on what they could replace in the hunt with because they're not a big fan of that. And they have a good suggestion, and I think we should stick with this one. Teams that are in the hunt, doesn't matter what network we work for, that's the <laughs> only phrase that anybody's ever come up for with that in the hunt. Uh, and they're the Colts, who with a win tonight would be 5-6-1 and one with uh, five games to go. Let's see if we can't change that by next week. Sniffing around. <laughs> Put our crack creative team to work on that one. I like sniffing around. Billy, do you like sniffing around? <laughs> Just... what? Sniffing around? <laughs> I like it. I like sniffing around better than being in the hunt. You know, hunt, uh, you know, that sounds, I don't know. I don't like that. It's old. It's antiquated. Sniffing around. I think that should be the new term. Sniffing around. Dear Lord, man. I think that's great. I think sniffing around is, is fantastic. I think that should be the new the new in the hunt. We're replacing in the hunt with sniffing around. You heard it here first in the Morning 5 podcast. Joe replacing Buck. it everywhere. Billy, this next uh, this next little clip. It was uh, describing a play. I believe this was the uh, this was the um, uh, my mind just went blank. Eagles. Yeah. This is an Eagles offensive play right here, and this is the announcer explaining what type of play it was. All right, here we go. Well, this is a double cheek push here. Now, when he goes off that way, sometimes you only get a single cheek, but that's what they do. They submarine underneath, and then they try to get the double cheek push going, and it works all the time. Look at the four-man or four-point stance underneath there, and then you just shove them right forward like that. (laughs) He's got to be kidding me. (laughs) <laughs> that's set on live tv oh yeah live oh, live tv God. not only was it set on live tv tv but they reviewed the play uh and they went even deeper into the double cheek push oh. <laughs> real deep dive there into the double cheek push oh my god you know i'm gonna have to ask tomorrow uh if any of the coaches that we talk to have a double cheek push play please don't <laughs> Please don't. I mean, you know I'm going to. <laughs> Double cheek push play. They do it in the NFL. It looked like it worked a oh, lot. God. All right, Billy, I got, a, I got two more for you. These are both pretty quick, pretty short ones. Uh, the first one, this is an announcer describing how Tua Tungavailoa throws the ball. He's a big fan of Tua, which I am as well down there in Miami. Uh, this is him describing how Tua throws the ball. And because of the accuracy of his balls and the speed at which it comes out, it makes it very difficult for defenses. Nice. I mean, that's just that's just good analytics right there. Sweet, concise, 
Yeah. I mean, boom, right? There. Yeah, that, that's a clip. That's, you know, he's describing how to his balls come out. And it's, I'm, it's you know, spot on. Great job. Yeah. Uh, and, and the next one is about Brooks, who is a Texas Tech running back uh, this weekend, talking about how shifty he is in the backfield. How about Brooks being able to get in the hole and shake three times and squirt through with guys in the backfield? <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> How many times is Robert Griffin III going to do this? How many he times? he is an absolute gem of a human being. I, college football would not be the same without RG three, and he is quickly becoming my favorite announcer on college football. Oh my god! Yeah, I can't wait. I, I love it. I, I love it. I love it so much. Every time RG three speaks, it is a golden clip. Every single time. Oh, shake three times and then squirt. Shake three times. Yes, sir. That is uh that is the audio fun for the uh for this week, whatever week of November twenty eighth through December second. Oh god. I needed that. I needed yeah. that this morning. I thought that would brighten up your morning. I thought that would brighten up everybody's morning. So you're welcome, everyone. All right. So tomorrow is a big game. Okay. It uh, is we can, massive. Um, and we're speaking of the Bowden game. Obviously, Carrollton's got a big game, too, but we're talking Bowden here. Um, Bowden's something that I think you and I have both been impressed with, Bryce. Obviously, Bowden's offense has been really impressive. but And we'll get to that tomorrow. Something you and I have been impressed with a lot has been their defense and what they've done on defense has been just absolutely stellar against really good teams. I mean, very really good teams Four, four top 10 teams in the state. I I think at least. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Something like that. And they're, they're facing another top 10 team this week um, in Lincoln County, Lincoln County's number eight winningest program in all of Georgia high school football, right? Yes pretty impressive yeah that is pretty impressive yeah they uh have a big task this weekend bowden's defense is going up against the flexbone offense of lincolnton um billy i watched the uh lincoln county versus aquinas game from a couple weeks ago to see if i could pick up anything that i saw on um on lincoln county that that bowden's defense might be able to expose um and i feel a lot more confident in Bowden's defense going into tomorrow night's game after watching that game. Uh, we saw what Aquinas' defense did to Bowden, which was essentially nothing. Um, and, and Bowden's defense, honestly, has been able to stand up and, I mean, knock down a ton of great programs, a ton of great offenses this year. So I feel much more confident going into the Lincoln County game tomorrow after watching that game. Uh, but the big strength of Bowden's defense, in my opinion, is that defensive line. It's quick, it's big, it's strong, it's nasty. And I don't believe they're going to let Lincoln County's flex bone offense get into any type of rhythm. They're and very, very disciplined. And it's getting healthier. Uh, Asher Christopher looks to be back this week, which is freaking Ooh, really? massive. Wow. That's that's amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah. So. Wow. 
So if Asher's back, that's going to be huge. Um, that defensive line has been stellar, and Asher's been, uh, I think Brent Ledbetter called him the Energizer Bunny. Yes. Um, so he I was is... trying to come up with a, a good nickname for Asher, uh, and he was always back there in the backfield, and I thought about Asher the Harasser, but then that didn't really, that didn't really flow. I don't know. Maybe but Asher's a great player. Yeah, he is. He really is. He's so, a fantastic player. And and their defense and it's it's really really interesting because you mentioned their defensive line. Their defensive line is really good, but their linebackers are who seem to be making a ton of the plays because their defensive line do seem to clog up a whole bunch up front. Their linebackers are the ones able to squirt in and and be able to to get into shake three times shake three times (laughs) (laughs) and and in the dbs you have uh caden prothrow who's a uh, seven foot tall freshman and then you have robert mcneil back there playing free safety yeah so i mean you got talent everywhere you got harvison and beasley at the linebacker positions um and, and you have so many talented uh defensive linemen there that are pushing pressure putting pressure on the quarterback the biggest thing this week is obviously when you're play, playing a flex phone team, and, and we're going to get the opinions of the coaches who know way more about this than I do tomorrow in pregame. Uh, the, the thing about flex bone is you have to play gap contained defense. You have to play very uh, disciplined defense. You have to have your reads and stay on your reads the entire time. And I, man, I, I just, I have a feeling about this Bowden team, this defense, especially after last week, man. There's nothing more dangerous than a talented team that believes in themselves. They were down 19 to nothing and came back and beat Early County. And I don't know about, you know, I never felt when I was when I was listening to the game and I was watching the updates in the game and everything. I saw him get down to 19 to nothing, and I was never really worried, you know, right? Um, because because I've I've seen this team, I've seen this offense, I've seen this defense play. I've seen the adjustments that the Bowden coaching staff has done at halftime every single game. And I I just I really was not worried. Now if it was if it was 19 to nothing in the fourth quarter, I'd have been a little worried. But it was 19 to nothing early in the game and I honestly not for a split second went through my thought process. I didn't have a split second that said, "Oh man, Bowden might lose lose this game." I just it just didn't happen, and and one of the reasons is because of this dominant Bowden defense. Yeah, it's it's been really really good. When you go, and, and as you mentioned, when they went down nineteen nothing, that that was not typical Bowden. Okay, it was not. But the fact that the matter is, after that, after they went down nineteen nothing, and that was early in the second quarter, like I think just a few seconds into the second quarter. From then on. They scored seven more points. That's amazing. That's, I mean, that's that's like Michigan's defense. So that's that's something that Bowden's defense was able to accomplish from from that point on. It's it's just that's what you're dealing with. So I'm looking forward to this week. I think I don't think that um, Lincoln County doesn't throw the ball very well. Um, so it's going to be very very one dimensional. Which is going to be? They don't throw the ball at all. You're right, yeah. at all. And when they do, it's not very. It, they're not good at it. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. no. So they are, they are not. Um, it'll be very one dimensional, and you know, the, Coach Fenley mentioned this last week that I think it was like 86 percent of the time they run the ball, 
Uh, I'm surprised it's that low, to be honest no, with you, I'm, after watching that Aquinas game. No, I'm saying this was early county. Early county ran oh, oh, okay. at the time, and the other 14 was, you know, passing. And the Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So they, they're aware of the numbers, and yeah, I, yeah. I guarantee you they're ready They're ready for this week. And, and off the top of my head, I, I think Bremen runs the flex bone, right? Uh, Offense-ish, yeah. Something similar like similar yeah. to it. Um, and I'm trying to think if, if anybody else ran that flex bone. I'm, I know they've seen it before. Um, what did Early County run last week on offense? I, I didn't watch a ton of their offensive, a ton of Wing Early tea. County's offense. Wing Wing um, and, and the flex bone, I'm sure, is not an offense that uh, Rich Finley is not accustomed to. So he'll, he'll have that team ready. And just for a little reference, this Bowden defense has played five games against top ten opponents in the state. They're giving up three touchdowns a game. If that 20, 21 points, well, it's 22.8 points. That's that's they, they've given up 114 points in five games against top 10 teams in the state, and they're they are giving up 22.8 points a game against those top 10 teams. And, and when you have an offense like Bowden has, which we're going to talk about tomorrow, 22 points that's that's winning games. Yeah, as a, a little preview, what's against those top 10 teams? What are we scoring against those top 10 teams? Uh, we'll get into that tomorrow, Billy. <laughs> yeah, we got we got Bowden's offense versus Lincolnton's defense tomorrow on the Bowden versus Lincolnton County breakdown. Let's go. Yeah, uh, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from last night. Billy wrestling the Villarica boys were at the South Paulding quad. I didn't get any updates on that. Uh, and Heard County also welcomed in Alexander and one other school in. Do you remember who came, who else came down to Heard County last night the for the wrestling group? competition? Was it Troop? Maybe. Yeah, that would make sense if it was Troop. I remember it was it was heard. They welcomed in Alexander. You might have been right. Might have been Troop. Um, but I don't have updates. I looked this morning on social media to see if I get updates on any of those. Don't have any of those as of now on the Stumpet Games and Events calendar for tonight. College basketball, we have UW at Valdosta State. That is the boys. And then girls basketball was supposed to open up tonight. We were supposed to have... Uh, Green Forest at Bowden at 6 p.m., but that has been postponed. I would assume every Bowden game until after Bowden wins a state title probably will be postponed. Yeah, more than likely. Yeah, and they'll be winning that state championship next Thursday after they take care of Lincolnton tomorrow. Yeah, which would be huge. Huge. I'm, I'm so huge for tomorrow. And it, it'll be huge. I am too, man. You know, the worst part about it, I, you know, the worst or best part, this could be a positive or a negative. You know, I'm, I'm off all day tomorrow. I don't know if you took tomorrow off, but I feel like every time yeah, we have, I feel like every time we take an, we have an off day from work and we have a big football game that night, the day goes by so slowly. <laughs> I mean, it creeps by. I'll look at my watch and I'm like, how's it only been five minutes? Like, I swear it's been three hours. Um, so yeah, we're going to get there. Uh, we're going to get out there early, set up tailgate and everything and cheer on the Bowden Red Devils to a, uh, to another victory. All right, Bryce, you need another cup of coffee? Indeed, sir. I do. Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strawn with the Robert Goolsby real estate group. Aaron Rodgers, who has Aaron Rodgers is awesome. And if you don't get a chance to watch Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays on Pat McAfee, you should. Uh, You're missing out if you don't. He said he's to consider the idea of a quarterback switch if Packers are eliminated with an open mind. Yeah, I mean, 
Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is definitely an open-minded type person. You can't say anything about that um, just because of his ayahuasca and his panchakarma and everything else he does outside of football. He's a very odd guy. Uh, and, and I heard this question posed the other day. Did we see the last time the other day when, when, when Rodgers went out, did we see the last time Aaron Rodgers is going to play football in a Packers jersey? I don't think so. I think he'll play this week. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say that uh, that was the last time that was the last time we ever see Aaron Rodgers play meaningful snaps in a Packers jersey. Okay. Yep. I think two things happened this weekend. I think we saw the last of Rodgers in a Packers jersey, and I think we saw the last of Stafford in a Rams jersey. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I think both of those guys are done. Okay. Cornerback AJ Terrell and tight end Kyle Pitts of the Atlanta Falcons get recognized as two of the top 25 players in the NFL under 25 years old. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to argue that AJ Terrell, if he could stay a little bit healthier, uh, is definitely one of the top 25 uh, football players under 25. Kyle Pitts, if he was utilized correctly, would probably be a top, be a top 10 player under 25 years old. But he unfortunately, you know, is not utilized even close to where he should be in this offense for Atlanta. So, hey, yeah, great. I think Atlanta has a very good building block stepping stone players uh, to put together a squad maybe in the next two or three years. But it, it, it needs to be captained the right way. And they need, they've got to find that franchise quarterback, man. But, uh, yeah, good good building blocks for Atlanta and A.J. Terrell and Kyle Pitts. Something you didn't put on there that I think we need to talk about briefly at least. Uh, Georgia Tech removes the interim tag and, and announces Brent Key as the, the new head coach at, on the flats. I think this is a great move. Um, I think Georgia Tech was playing really, really good football um, down the stretch under under Coach Key, and he's a Georgia Tech alum. He understands what needs to be done. He understands the recruiting aspect of things. This is a brilliant move for Georgia Tech. Yeah, it's still Georgia Tech. I know, but you. It's it's a it's a smart move. I'm I'm just saying. Uh, the smart move would be probably to fold up your football uh, and just pump everything into baseball. Um, that would be the smart move. Yeah. Uh, Devin Booker has a 51 point gem and leads the Suns to their sixth straight win. While he was doing the 51 points, there were a loud MVP chance. Yeah. What do you What do you think? How do you like Devin Booker for MVP in the NBA this year? The guy's been lighting it up. Man. Let me ask you this. Yes. How many games of NBA basketball do you think I've watched outside the Hawks? Uh, zero. That's a good number. That's a really good number. <laughs> uh, right now, if you're into this sort of thing, uh, we do not condone illegal betting. Uh, but Devin Booker right now is a plus 3,000 to win the MVP in the NBA and he is averaging almost 30 points a game right now, which is seventh in the NBA. Uh, he is averaging 5.3 rebounds, which is tied for second at his, at his position. He's averaging six assists per game, and his per is 24.10, which is tied in in the NBA. So if you're into that sort of thing, he is right now paying off at a plus 3,000 to win the MVP. Pretty good odds there. Speaking of the quote-unquote illegal betting, we need to get Tyler Paul Smith on the podcast and talk to him about that and be like, come on. Come on. Let's get this going. You can sponsor yeah. this. Let's go. 
Let's get it moving. Yeah. Get get legal betting legalized in Georgia and eliminate all taxes. Well, yeah. Good luck with the second part. Well, you know, <laughs> we'll throw that into the back end. Politicians do it all the time. They put a 17,000 foot page together and, you know, throw in throw in, policies and procedures in, in the, the back, back of the, the bill. Yeah. Yeah, this bill is about legal gambling in Georgia and also no taxes anymore. No taxes at all. Just throw that into the last page. Nobody will ever read it. It'll be all right. We'll get it through. According to sources, the Rose Bowl has agreed to amend uh, to an amended deal, paving the way for early college football playoff expansion. Boom! Let's go. Yes. I'm excited. I'm hyped. Yes. The Rose Bowl now is going to be solidified as one of the playoff uh, destinations. And we will have a 12-team playoff as early as 2024. Let's go. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Yes. I'm hyped, dude. I am so excited. A 12-team playoff would be fantastic. I mean, it, it'd be great. You'd see matchups that you wouldn't normally see. Yes. Uh, so, so this year, a 12-team matchup would look like this. Uh, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC would all get buys because the top four get buys in a 12 uh, team playoff. And then Ohio State would play Washington. Alabama would play Utah. Tennessee hey, would play Kansas Ohio State. State would and probably State play would Washington play in the in the Rose Bowl. Bingo. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then the winner of Ohio State and Washington, I believe, would play USC. Yes. I mean, it. you can't, I think, or or I don't know if they reseed after the first round or what happens. Um, but, yeah, I, it's, it's a great idea. 12 teams, I think it's fantastic. Do the 12-team playoff and get rid of the of the Charmin you-know-what bowl. Like, we don't need teams that are 5-7 and seven going to bowls or 6-6. Six and six. Right. Get rid of that stuff. You know what I mean? Bowl games used to be a badge of honor or a badge of pride. I mean, you had a good season, and now – Everybody, every football team who has a pulse in college football seems to get to go to a bowl. So you get rid of some of those bowls. Five hundred in your year, you get to go to a bowl. What like what kind of sense? Why are we celebrating mediocrity? I don't understand that. It's so frustrating, man. It's so aggravating. It's rendered all the bowls pointless. But they're going to keep doing it because they make money on it, and that's all that matters. And any sport is money. That's what it comes down to. I, my granddad used to always say, if something doesn't make sense, trace it back and somewhere you will find somebody making a ton of money off of a dumb decision. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and that, that's what, you know, 17,000 bowls, that's what it is. It's, you know, corporations making a ton of money off of stupid decisions. And they, you know, it's it's all driven by money, unfortunately. And finally, today in 1996, the great one, Wayne Gretzky becomes the first and only player in NHL history to reach 3,000 points including the playoffs. He records an assist in the in the New York Rangers 6-2 win over the Canadians at Madison Square Garden. The goat of all goats. We discussed that yesterday. Yep. He's pretty daggum good, man. The goat <clears throat> of all the goat one goat to rule them all. You got anything else? One goat to bring them all. <laughs> in, in the darkness of Biting them. You know what that's from? Yeah, but I don't. My mind sucks this morning. It's from Lord of the Rings, man. Come on. One goat to rule them all. Do you remember that from Lord yeah. of the Rings? Yeah. Got you. Sure you do. Yeah, sure you do. All right. 
carry on frodo i don't have anything else no i'm good <laughs> all right that's it for the thursday edition of the morning five for bryce Sparling, i am billy lindall have a great rest of your day everyone we will talk to you all on friday same time same place shake your neighbors just shake them shake your neighbors <laughs>